You ready? Showtime. On May 3rd, summer starts with the fall guy. Let's do it later. Let's drink a spicy margarita. Make some bad decisions. Yes. Audiences are falling in love with the most entertaining film of the year. Fall guy. Fall guy. Fall guy. That's what the poster said. See Ryan Gosling and Emily Blunt in the movie critics say exists to make you happy. Trying to make it out? Because nope. I don't either. It's not what I'm into right now. What are you into? Talking. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> the Fall Guy. Only in theaters May 3rd. Read it PG-13. Get ready for the greatest roast of all time. The Roast of Tom Brady. A Netflix live event happening May 5th, hosted by Kevin Hart. The seven-time world champion gets his cleats held to the fire by famous friends and frenemies on an unforgettable night where everything is fair game. Tune in on May 5th at 5 p.m. Pacific time for The Roast of Tom Brady, live only on Netflix. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth Shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make Shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Hello and welcome to the Wisdom Ashes Daily Podcast, brought to you by Travel Bag, creating holidays packed full of exciting memories since 1979. Another rain effect today at Lords meant that only 24.1 overs were possible today. I'm Yazrana, and with me on the phone for a slightly shorter than usual episode is the magazine editor of the Wisdom Cricket Monthly Magazine, Joe Harmon. How's it going, Joe? All right, yes, yeah, kind of frustrating at Lords. A really fascinating first session, but I think we all knew, having looked at the forecast, that it was going to be a a shortened day and actually I think we got a bit more cricket in today than I, I thought we might looking at the forecast this morning um, but yeah frustrating to uh, to leave it in a very kind of delicately poised situation Stuart Broad and Joffre Archer have combined figures of 3 for 44 from their 26 overs but you don't think they started very well today? No I thought I thought they were a bit short I thought Archer tended to kind of go at leg, at leg side take some of the, the pressure off the batsman it wasn't like they were leaking runs particularly um, but they just in those Yeah, if you look at the scorecards, England took three wickets, stemmed the flow of runs, but maybe it was perhaps an opportunity missed. The conditions were perfect for, for seam bowling. Yeah, it did feel like that. It, it felt it was a kind of a session of two halves, um, to, for want of a better cliche, um, in that England, yes, after 45 minutes or so, 40 minutes perhaps, it really felt like the game was sort of drifting away from them. And, and there was, because the conditions were like they were, there was a sense that you really had to get Steve Smith out there at that point, not let Bancroft and Karaja see through that difficult period and really have a go at Smith. And, and it, it did eventually, they did eventually get there. Um, they took, what, two wickets and, and three balls, was it? Yeah. Um, yeah, and, and then it did feel like the floodgates might open. They bowled really well at Travis Head, who had a, a difficult time out there and um, was eventually got out by, by Stuart Broad. Smith still 
then I think he was even more bizarre today. Was that your impression? He was doing some slightly kind of strange pirouettes on the pitch, even more so than we've become used to. Yeah, I think his leaves are becoming more and more extravagant as we as we get through the series. Um, but he he looked quite solid again when the ball was moving around. Yeah, it, it, he did. There's no other way of um, no other way of looking at it. Uh, yeah, it looked like a case of let's just get the other other ten guys out. Um, England looked well on course to do that um, when the rain came just before lunch, and um, obviously it looked like they had Matthew Wade there, which would have been a really big wicket at that point. But just pitching outside leg stump mm. from Ben Stokes, so he got that reprieve. I saw a tweet. I can't remember who it was from. Somebody asked. Would you rather, as an England fan, have Australia 100 for 6 with Steve Smith at the crease or 100 for 3 with Smith out? I think, for me, 100 for 3 with Smith gone. <laughs> I think that's right, isn't it? That sounds absolutely bizarre, but I think I think you are right, especially when you look at what else is around him. Uh, I think, yeah, I think as an England fan, I probably would take that 100 for 3. Ben Jones wrote something on wisdom.com today on Cameron Bancroft. He's not past 15 yet this series. He's looked all at sea at times. He's, he's, he's getting hit a lot. Um, ben wrote, on the cloudy skies and floodlights on a grisly morning at Lords, batting was never going to be easy. At times, Bancroft made it look impossible. Conditions were tricky, but Ben's point was that in, in Burns and Harris, Joe Burns that is, Australia have two tried and tested alternatives. What did you make of his knock today? Well, we should say that his 13th today is actually the highest score by an Australia opener in this series, so perhaps he deserves a, a pat on the back. Uh, <laughs> they're having a, hor- having a horrible time. Warner's obviously not not in good touch. Um, obviously, his Warner's place is not under threat by any means. But Bancroft, yeah, it is a it is a difficult one because he, he actually he, his best innings, I thought, for Australia something that I've seen was was the 80 odd in Cape Town when obviously then it all all blew up during that match. Mm. There was a sense that actually the ban had happened and he comes back into side and builds on that but that's not really taking into account Marcus Harris having what, what I thought was quite a promising uh, home series against India I think he was top of the averages in, in their highest run score yeah he scored the most runs in the series against Bumrah and Shami yeah and then obviously he had a quiet time against Sri Lanka but then it's, it's an odd one because Burns scored runs in against Sri Lanka which have almost been discounted because they were weak opposition whereas Harris's failures of, against Sri Lanka have been taken into account very very seriously it, it seems um, I, I think and also you look at the weight of runs he scored in Sheffield Shield cricket uh, I think Harris is unlucky not to be in this team mm. I don't know enough about his technique against the moving ball to say he would be hugely more successful than Bancroft, Bancroft perhaps that's not the case uh, but it did seem uh, he did seem unlucky not to start this series and the question now is how long are they prepared to stick with Bancroft and the answer is probably as long as they keep winning uh, I think well we'll come on to the, the match situation here and we think there'll be a result keep his place until Australia lose unless it gets really dire later on in the series and Langer really backs him uh, particularly I think not that this should really come into account but I think it will a bit even subconsciously is that Bancroft has been through so much to bring him back into the side I think they will want to give him every chance to mm. succeed yeah that's a fair point how do you see tomorrow and the rest of the test going With the Winviz predictor has a draw at only 43% so Winviz thinks that we're more likely to get a result than not. Yeah, that's interesting. I mean, it's far for me to, to, to question the Crickviz algorithms, uh, but <laughs> that surprises me. In my mind, as, as I left Gordon in the drizzle today, I thought that's probably a draw. Uh, I think if, if England to get a result, they basically have to have Australia out pretty much by lunch tomorrow. Um, it's a real shame, basically, of the three days 
what's your prediction for tomorrow? The, the weather forecast looks looks better. Um, my prediction for tomorrow, I I thought England after that slightly easy start. I thought they bowled really well. I thought Ben Stokes was brilliant. His first over against Steve Smith, which first ball against Steve Smith was an absolute perler. Uh, but then he put together a fantastic over. Almost had Matthew Wade. So my sense was by the end of that session, England's bowlers really on their game. So I, I do expect England to rattle through Australia fairly quickly tomorrow morning. Um, Steve Smith being the exception to that, obviously. Uh, and then it's kind of then it's over to England to see if they can score runs quick enough in a way to set up a, a run chase that they that they can't afford to give Australia any chance to take a two little lead in the series. This is why I think it's difficult to see anything other than a draw because England are going to have to make either collapse quickly or make quite an aggressive declaration, which might be foolhardy when there's still so much cricket left to come this summer. All set for, for Jason Roy then? Well, absolutely. And, and there is a sense that this England side is a much better place to do that than they are to, to block out a, a final day. I mean, undoubtedly, their players are, are better suited to that. So maybe freeing them up a little bit might not be the worst thing. Thanks for that, Joe. This has been the Wisden Ashes Daily Podcast, brought to you by Travel Bag, creating holidays packed full of exciting memories since 1979. Podcast Network.